I was to hide, then I would rob everybody I come into contact with of knowing who I truly am. I'm your host, Mike Campbell, man coach and author of Amazon bestseller for men's health, Unleash Your Offer. Having worked with men for well over a decade all around the world, I have seen one of the biggest obstacles to our collective and individual happiness and success is a resistance to sharing and being vulnerable for fear of being seen as weak. It's this mask and conditioned image of masculinity that sees us trying to prove our manhood, be it very overtly or quite quietly and we don't even realize. If we can reframe this fear of vulnerability as courage and strength, we can soon reframe the story about us and what it means to be a well-balanced masculine man, start to step out of our heads and grow. This show exists to create a safe place to take that first step out of our heads and go beyond the bears. Now, for those of you interested in this concept and want to be part of tougher, more meaningful conversations like these in real life, beyond having them in your own life, then head to the website beyondthebears.tv event to check out and get involved in the real live event being held here in Sydney, Saturday, August 20th. Conversations and cool shit for men. It's going to be an interactive, challenging and fun day full of varying conversations, speeches, talks, interviews, panel discussions and experiences, including learning about craft beer, whiskey, virtual reality, property investment and mental health education for men, all under the context of connecting and having the tougher, more meaningful conversations in life. As for this episode, you're going to hear a longer chat than any of the video versions as we had to cut some of the video, unfortunately, but we still have the audio especially from minutes seven onwards to minute 24, all content not featured on video. So a great little bonus here for you podcasters. However, I want to point out there is great power in watching, seeing two guys go beyond the surface and having a real conversation. So I do recommend checking it out. If you know someone who likes consuming their information via video, then send them to the website beyondthebears.tv to check out the video version of this episode. Otherwise, time for the show. Enjoy. Welcome to Beyond the Beers. Men breaking the stereotype through conversation. We men love a good yarn, some banter, even better over a beer or tea. Sadly for many men, it never goes deeper than that. This show is a place for men to go beyond the surface level conversations, a chance to learn, listen, laugh and grow. I'm your host Mike Campbell, man coach and author of Amazon bestseller for men's health, Unleash Your Alpha. Let's break stereotypes through conversation. Let's go beyond the beers. Let me introduce the guest that I have on today's show, Mr. Javon Langford. Welcome. Yeah, good to see you, man. Good to see you too. Thanks for coming. Now, I met Javon uh, a little while ago back in Sydney. We're in LA today. At a workshop I attended, and I was instantly drawn to this man. Not just because of his stature and frame, but because of the nature of this guy. Learning a little bit more about him, I discovered I'd actually watched one of his videos uh, on YouTube about his program, The Elevated Man. Having now spent some time with him here in LA, I can tell you this is a, a kind-hearted, uh, a compassionate and powerful man. There's a lot more to him than meets the eye, so let's get in and learn a little bit about him. So Javan, welcome to the show. It is great to have you here. Now, I've given a little intro there, but I want to hear a little bit more about you. So I want you to give us the over a beer. What do you spend your time doing and how do you make an impact? Um, man, where do you start? i originally from the East Coast. I was mm -hmm. born in uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts, or outside of Boston. I grew up in a pretty 
tough neighborhood, I would say, inner city yeah. kid. Um, I had some challenges growing up. My dad passed away when I was about four years old. Mm -hmm. He had leukemia, had cancer, and okay. he passed away. He was 30 years old and had a teenage wow. mother uh, who took it very hard when my dad passed and started drinking and drugging. And yeah. she went to this downward spiral and it resulted in me and my sisters actually going through foster care. Wow. So we legally adopted. I was about four years old when that happened. So um, even though that was a, a huge challenge, a huge uh, time in my life where I was questioning a lot of things and confused as to what was going on. Mm -hmm. A lot wasn't being explained, just a lot was happening. Yep. Um, I was in a house that was filled with love. I was in a house that was filled with a nurturing nature. The foster place. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The woman who raised me, I was my, uh, I went through a little bit of a, a challenge for a little bit and then my grandmother, she actually legally adopted me and my, two of my sisters. So I'm the oldest of five and only boy. Yeah. So. God bless me, please send prayers my way. Uh, but I have an amazing family and uh, I'm very grateful for that. And um, just growing up in a household that's filled with feminine energy and mm -hmm. filled with love, um, it, was, it definitely served me in a lot of ways, but it also presented a lot of challenges for sure. Yeah. Especially growing into what it meant to what it meant to be a man. Nowadays, nowadays I'm living in Hollywood, living in LA. I've been here for the last several years working in entertainment. Um, I own a digital agency in LA called Thought Life Media, mm -hmm. and I also do men's coaching. It's uh, truly something I've become very passionate about as of late, um, being able to travel the world, facilitating workshops, uh, working with men, um, supporting them in, in, in truly reframing the stories that are not serving them in their lives, okay. and teaching them how to create and live their legacy now. Um, growing up in that house with women, it, like I said, it presented challenges. I had a very hard time connecting with my male counterparts. I didn't have a lot of male friends growing up. Mm -hmm. It was a very big challenge for me. And about my sophomore year of high school, I got really good at basketball. So I played and you can't tell on camera, but I'm 6'6". I'm a pretty big guy and um, got really, really, really good. And a lot of schools started recruiting me. And that's when the girls started showing up and like the newspapers, write-ups and colleges are reaching out. And so I went through this phase where I was, would had friends all of a sudden. And then people were uh, worried about who I was all of a sudden. I got seen yeah. and heard and it felt it was very change. different. Yeah. yeah, it was a big shift. And um, it really wasn't, even through college, I had challenges connecting with men, having you know, teammates I would play on the court, and it was time to grab a beer. Javon would head back to the, the room and read a book, or to kind of, hey, just being afraid of connecting and being seen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because I dealt with losing my dad, and something I also dealt with that I speak a lot about in workshops and when I work with men, is I experienced sexual abuse as a kid. Mm -hmm. And it's something I shied away from, and I hide from a long, for a long time, not wanting to be judged, or mm -hmm. the stereotypical things that come with that, with the abuse. And so my conversation around men was that if I connect with this man, he's going to hurt me, or he's going to leave me. Yeah. And so, and to not deal with either of those things, I'm just going to have female friends, have girlfriends, stay with my female family, and be safe and hide out. And so, being a men's coach and men's empowerment coach today is huge. And what I think and I believe is that our greatest challenge as men, it's our duty, our responsibility to break through that yeah. and then teach that thing. So whatever you're challenged with as a man or a woman, it's your, it's your duty in this time to learn the lessons that come with that thing so that you can teach and change the lives of people that you come into contact with. And right. so as a men's coach today, yeah. it's truly phenomenal to be able to connect deeply and to have these intimate conversations and to lead with vulnerability and to be authentic yeah. with what I've been through. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about the legacy I leave behind. It's about the lives I'm able to touch, the hearts that I can reach, move, and inspire. Very so nice. to answer your question, because I want to come back to that, because that's a little bit of a context, 
how do I do that today? What does that look like today? I now believe a lot of men, a lot of the challenges in the world are based on dysfunctional men. Yeah. And so it's my mission, my vision to support men by creating safe spaces, whether it's one-on-one -on -one coaching, whether it's a workshop, a training, um, a speech, and teach them that it's underneath our shame, underneath the thing that we're hiding from, the pain, the yeah. abuse, whatever it is, Something underneath that, that, that we don't yeah. talk about, that we hide, that we refuse to mention during the bear, that we refuse to talk about at the yeah. gym, we refuse to delve deep in and to let go of what may happen after sharing, we go there. And we talk about it and we change the story, we reframe the story so that it serves them and supports other people. Yeah. And it's been huge because I've started with me and I'm only able to go there with them because I've gone there with myself. And so, I, I like that. And so just to kind of reiterate on that, getting that story and, yeah. and more to the point, pointing out that we have these stories, yeah. right? And it's something that we might not be conscious of, yeah. but it's what dictates and controls and guides our life. For sure. So you're addressing that and then actually talking about it and perhaps working through it. For sure. Yeah, Very nice. It's powerful. A lot of exercises and activities that have really forced them to see themselves and see how they show up in the world. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, I have a really good friend of mine, Person Smiles, who was a part of the workshop that we, yeah. you know, we were there. He led the workshop and I supported him and his fiance and um, Alexi Panos and they're phenomenal. But we teach a lot about the body, a lot of leadership, a lot of training. It's all head up. So we're all talking about the intellectual piece, but to feel it into a body vulnerability to embody being sensitive and connected is powerful, especially with men. Our power lies in vulnerability. Yeah. It's huge. So, so I like that. And, and I was going to ask you about that. You use that word vulnerability in a lot of men. Yeah. We see that word as weakness, yeah. right? So something I'm very passionate about is using that word as well and yeah. flipping that. Mm -hmm. And the equation is actually that vulnerability is strength, right. is courage. Right. And if we are afraid of being vulnerable, that is showing right. actual weakness. Right. So I love that you're, you're leading with that. So then, sure. can you give us a, a very brief, um, perhaps, lesson on how you actually, you know, try and embody and feel and lead with that For sure. vulnerability? For sure. It's, it's ownership is, is a big thing. I feel, in my experience at least, I feel that my definition of vulnerability is allowing myself to be seen. Mm -hmm. A lot of men and women, but men specifically, don't feel seen or heard. And so they hide out. They don't speak up. They play small yeah. because if I go there, if, I, if they see this part of me, they may judge me. If they yeah. see who I really am, they may not like me. They may, it's, all, it's all these stories we have that are underneath yeah. that. And so teaching them to change that story has been phenomenal. And they realize that there's so much more available to them yeah. in the world, in their life, in their relationships by digging deeper. And so vulnerability has served me. And this is what I say. Think of two different instances, right? So let's say you're in a, in a relationship, you're married, and you have an argument with your wife. Vulnerability says, let me go speak to her, let me create a safe space, let me let her feel safe. What's the opposite of that? Let me just, she'll, she'll be all right, yep. she'll be all right, right? And you go on and go have a beer with the guys, you move forward. Vulnerability says, listen, I may not have communicated that the best way I could have. And so I want to revisit that, I want to acknowledge yeah. That how I did that was incorrect. I, I, I could have came into a different way. I'm sorry. I acknowledge that breakdown. And what you can count on me moving forward is to communicate more effectively, is to come from love because that was from a different place and you don't deserve that. That's vulnerability. Nice. Or you think of another instance where you're walking on an alley from movies with some friends and someone runs up to you with a gun. Now, if you approach it from not vulnerability and you say, dude, I'll beat you up and you start interacting, you may get shot. Yeah. But if you come from, dude, I just got married, I have a wife, 
I'm gonna have two kids, like whatever you just t- just take the wallet and, just, and you drop into your heart and you truly come to their come come at them from that from that place. It's a different conversation. Absolutely. So vulnerability works everywhere. Vulnerability, in my opinion, is a secret weapon. Nice. And I think more people get to come from that, especially men, because yeah. it's we're powerful. It's just a different energy. Absolutely. When we come from that place. Using your strength, uh, yeah. finding our courage in that, but also, uh, as you kind of alluded to, that awareness of yeah. ourself first and foremost. Yeah. Very Absolutely. cool. Yeah. Vulnerability. Absolutely. <clears throat> so then let's delve into that a little bit with you because, you know, one of the things we like to do here with Beyond the Bears is go beyond that surface level conversation that we right. so easily do that perhaps keeps us comfortable and doesn't, uh, stays away from being vulnerable. Yeah. So for you, are there conversations that you avoid, that you struggle to go into? Hmm. I did for, yeah. for a number of times until I didn't. Yeah. And one of those conversations was losing my dad. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about it because I don't want to be another one of these men of color who doesn't, who's fatherless. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about my mother yeah. who was on drugs all of my life. And I dr- drove by down the street and saw her using, you know, and not being able to do anything about it. I didn't want mm-hmm. to talk about being in foster care. I'm a charity case. I don't want to talk about being abused because if they see me, then I'm not a man. I'm a, a faggot. I'm mm-hmm. feminine. I'm gay. I'm all these things because of that. And now I talk about everything because at the end of the day, Mike, my commitment is to increase my capacity to serve more people. And that, that people, that person that I'm committed to is the man, is teaching men how to go there, how to dive head first and not make it about me. Because if I was to hide, then I rob everybody I come into contact with Absolutely. of knowing who I truly am. Because my story may inspire your story, may inspire his story, may inspire her story. So it's not making it about me and focusing outward, knowing that I'm here for something bigger. I truly believe that. It's one thing to talk about it, but action is all that matters at the end of the day. It's the result, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So then, and I love that, and I, and I can recognize that you're in a place where you dive into this stuff. I know a lot of men out there, especially watching, aren't at that place. Mm-hmm. So can you put yourself back into that, that mind, that Javon who was not talking about that stuff, and perhaps give us a, an example of what it took Perhaps to break through it, for sure. it might help someone. For sure. I believe, for me, what supported me was recognizing, acknowledging, and then recognizing um, the prices that I was paying by not. Okay. And yeah. I think a big price that a lot of men are paying right now in this moment, whoever's watching this, it's the lack of clarity. Mm-hmm. It's this imposter syndrome. We're pretending as if everything is fine, that I'm good here, I've got yeah. the girl. But should secretly, be right. should be right. <laughs> and you're broke, and you have no money. Right? Or this control. A lot of men have this control conversation. When I'm not in control, I don't feel powerful. When I'm out of control, when I have no control, like no one sees me, nobody hears me, I need to control something. So let me control my relationship. I need to control something. So coworkers, let me control something, my siblings. So they have to have that control in order to feel like they're more of a man. And so teaching them that they, you don't need the limelight when you're already well lit. Right? When you are already enough, you don't need all the extra, the bells and whistles. So teaching them that they are enough already, that who they are is exactly who they need to be. Mm-hmm. And all that you are right now is all the world will ever need. And it's, it's a lot of reframing, yep. but the technique is realizing that for me, was that I'm paying a lot of prices, that I don't have many friends, male, male friends, right? That I don't really had, had a, I didn't have a social life. It was really impacting me. You know, I wanted to go out on Friday night and hang out and have a beer. I didn't have no one to do that with. Yep. You know, I was paying prices in my relationships because I couldn't show up fully to the girls that I was dating. 
And so it was like, you know, there's this confusion. Like, who am I? And I was abused, and like, I'm afraid of girls. So am I gay? Like, like, how does this work? Like, how, like, how do I navigate? There's so many men who are doing are porn addiction and and yeah. going to spas and and doing crazy things because they can't connect and can't be yeah. intimate with another being because they can't be intimate with themselves. And so, for any man who is struggling, going through a really challenging time in this moment, it starts with you. It starts with me. Go there with yourself. So you know? getting that, again, coming back to self-awareness, yeah. really uncovering who you are. Yeah. And then in terms of where you're at and what you're doing and perhaps what you're not talking about or addressing, what is it costing you, right? right? right. Something that was, that yeah. was very uh, yeah. impactful for you, clearly. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. There's a lot of prices I was paying, Mike, to be honest, that it just, it got overwhelming. I just had uh, several moments, mm -hmm. but there was... Uh, one moment in particular where a lot of my friends were getting married and having kids. And one of the things that I want more than anything in the world is to be a dad. It's like, a, it's like I think, of reason why I'm here. Mm -hmm. and I think the reason why I do a lot of mentoring with young men and I travel doing workshops and I've done academic camps and nannying and like uh, tutoring. I've done so much stuff with kids. I just love working with kids. And I think a part of it, a big part of it is healing for me because mm -hmm. I, I grew up so quick. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get to play, so the little boy was locked up yeah, inside yeah. of me, and there are a lot of men who have the little boys locked up. Absolutely. And so this work has freed that little boy, and I'm playing, and I'm showing up fully, and I'm celebrating the victories, small and big, and I'm connecting deeply. And people are listening to me. People are looking at me. And yeah. there's a point where I could never be able to look another man in the eye. It, it would literally kill me. I could I just look right yeah. away. You know, it was just yeah. like, I was not, never looking at, I was looking past you. Yeah, yeah. And that is a different story today. Yeah. And yeah. again, one of the big costs that was coming in there. Yeah. Right, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Now, some viewers here might not uh, be aware of, I suppose, how you got into working with men and, and, and coming from a place of coming to schools, talking to boys, right. and so on. So can you share with us a little bit, um, perhaps about that, but more so yeah. the importance that you see clearly in getting into conversations with, you know, boys, pre, like teens, pre-adult men. Yeah. No, I, I, funny enough, I got into work with men, working with men by running from them for so long. And I was afraid to connect. I was truly, truly, yeah. honestly, it's so crazy how just four or five, five, well, five, five and a half years ago where this wouldn't have never happened. I would have never had the balls to be able to sit in an interview and be able to have a conversation. It's just, it, and, and, and by that, by the way, let's reiterate that. The balls, meaning yeah. the courage and the vulnerability, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Courage, vulnerability. Absolutely. Yeah. To be able to sit here and have the conversation, it's, 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 it's true. Um, but how I got into this work. So my background is in, in entertainment. I was modeling and acting for quite a number of years. Mm -hmm. And then I transitioned um, probably around college. I was looking to get into entertainment, but learn behind the scenes and mm -hmm. figure out the whole Hollywood lifestyle. And I ended up getting an opportunity to come to LA right after college. And I got in a one-way plane and I've been here ever since. And it's been really phenomenal. But just a few years ago, I got an invitation to go to Dominican Republic. I was found online. I have a YouTube channel, Thought Life Vlog Series, mm -hmm. and um, on YouTube. And an agency in New York found it and said, hey, Javon, we saw your story. You're in foster care. Um, you know, we're really inspired by it. Would you be interested okay. in getting on a phone call? Get on the phone. 
they invite me on a 10-day, all-expense-paid trip to Dominican Republic to work with a foster home in DR. Yeah, right. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So the first few days, we were like in the ghettos of, of Jarabacoa and like went to Santo Domingo. We went to, they took me on this tour. And by the end of the trip, we were in the mountains in like this mansion, eating food, seeing this amazing view. And I saw, wow, it was such a journey. Yeah, so you saw all of it. The, all of it. Yeah. In the last two days, I got to speak to the kids. What was supposed to be 200 kids was over a thousand kids on this island and they were all in this green grass area and there was a couple of boys that followed me almost every day just asked me questions how tall are you do you play sports what's your name how do you spell it and all these things and i really connected and then the last few hours right before sorry yeah Yeah, the last few hours before we left we sat down with a few of them and there was one boy in particular who was sharing a story about his dad abuses his mother and how his little brother just died and um, how his mother is like sad and beaten up and just feeling w- wounded. Mm-hmm. And as he's sharing this, my eyes are boiling. I'm like, I wish I want to help. What can I do for this kid? And I got on the plane a few hours early, a few hours later. And what happened on that plane that, that day, it was, uh, it was the call. I called the call. And my eyes were running. My nose was running. I was drooling. It was like this deeply wounded cry that this is why I'm here. I'm here for these boys because that young man is me. Yeah. I was hurting. I was alone. I felt nobody could see me. I didn't have any, really anybody that would show up for me mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to do something about this. So I returned to L.A. I created a workshop, went online, fun activities, called a couple schools and said, hey, I want to work with the boys. I'm a speaker. This is my background. I'm an athlete. And, you know, did the whole thing. And they let me in. I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but they let me in and um, thank God they did um, because it's truly opened up a lot of doors for me. And um, trust yourself, trust yourself. If you feel led to do something, take the leap of faith, take a risk. Everything that I've ever gained in life financially, emotionally, spiritually has been as a result of taking a risk, risk, risk. Big risk to call them and to let me. Yeah. They took a big risk on me, let me in front of all these kids. And yeah, yeah. they put me in a room. There was 250 boys in this room. And I said, there are no women allowed. You can have male teachers in the background, but no women in the room. And in that two hours, something magical happened, Mike. It was nothing short of magic. And the boys were getting up. They were sharing. They felt safe. By the end, they were hugging and dapping each other up and, yeah, yeah. and like really connected. And I said, I'm going to do this again. And again, yeah, so let's reiterate, this is the first time you've done that. This is the first right? time yeah. I've done that. And again and again. And what happened, I think, it was the tone that was set and my ability to share from here, from my yeah, heart. Yeah. And then they begin sharing. And I said, how many can relate? And then a few of them raised their hands. And I said, well, I can relate. And then a few more raised their hands. They got permission to yeah. share, to be seen, to be heard. And we broke them into dyads. And we did different activities and exercises. And long story short, that workshop, which was called Big Boy, turned into a national tour called The Mentor. And I've been traveling the country working with young kids, young boys across the world. And in the process of releasing digital media, you know, the pictures and the videos, a lot of men all around the world reached out and said, hey, Javon, how can I get involved? I want to support. This is a part of my mission. And I get on calls with them and they say, "Um, you know, you know, this is so funny because, you know, me and my wife and then before I knew it, I was on a coaching call with these guys and I'm coaching them on, you know, how to break through, you know, scarcity conversations and talk about abundance, talk about love and connection. And um, and then I realized, wow, people get paid for this. Yeah. And then I created a coaching program, started coaching men one on one, and that's when the Elevated Man came about. It's an amazing online course. Um, so anybody who's you know looking to take their lives on, it's a pretty phenomenal course. 
got men from Australia uh, to Canada to the U.S., Mexico, who are on board the program. So and that's been great. And now just really right now my vision is to continue to increase my capacity. We all have a capacity. And if we mm -hmm. focus on increasing that and enlarging the territory, more people can come on the platform and play nice. and feel empowered. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because at the end of the day, there are a lot of men out there right now. And people watching, they, you may be one. There's only two types of people. There's empowered and disempowered men in the world. And disempowered men tend to have negative experiences. Not negative men, they're negative experiences. And empowered men tend to have positive experiences. Yeah. And they tend to call in abundance. They tend to call in good relationships. They tend to call in all these things that they desire. And they have what they came for. And there are a lot of men who just are disempowered and in their story. And yeah. I know you said, you mentioned them being stuck. I would even go as far to say and reframe that to instead of being stuck, they're attached to the story because I was yeah. attached to the abuse. I was attached to mom on drugs. I was attached to dad, dad, yeah. dad, attached to being a charity case. And as soon as I let those things go and realized that, wow, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Wow, me, they're going through that too. And everyone started saying, hey, me too. The yeah. thing is people were, could locate themselves in my story. And I think that's the beautiful thing Absolutely. is sharing yeah. in a way that people can find their story and yours. And you're leading by example, right? Yeah. One of the things that I think is really important that you touched on earlier is you gave them permission. Yeah. Right. I mean, you didn't really give them permission, they gave yeah. themselves permission, but yeah. by you doing it, that gave them permission. And sure. that's one of the things that I think so many of us may need, and you know, bring it back to what you said there in terms of empowered or disempowered, yeah. is that permission. And so what I want to try and do is simple things like this as well, or any kind of conversation, is give them, or give a man, the permission to give himself the permission, because that's yeah. what it is at the end of the day. For sure. And we can start to change that story, like you say, it's very cool. Yeah. One of the things that we like to do here in Beyond the Bears, and certainly one of the things that I'm passionate about, about as well, is encouraging men to dive into the conversations that we avoid. So I want to ask you, what are the conversations that you avoid, or perhaps have you avoided in the past? I did, for, yeah. for a number of times, until I didn't. Yeah. And one of those conversations was, Losing my dad, yeah. I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to be another one of these men of color who doesn't, who's fatherless. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to talk about my mother yeah. who was on drugs all of my life and I dr drove by down the street and saw her using, you know, and not being able to do anything about it. I didn't want mm -hmm. to talk about being in foster care. I'm a charity case. I didn't want to talk about being abused because if they see me, then I'm not a man, I'm a, a faggot, I'm feminine, I'm gay, I'm all these things because of that. And now I talk about everything. Because at the end of the day, Mike, my commitment is to increase my capacity to serve more people. And that, that people, that person that I'm committed to is the man, is teaching men how to go there, yeah. how to dive head first and not make it about me. Because if I was to hide, then I rob everybody I come into contact with Absolutely. of knowing who I truly am. Because my story may inspire your story, may inspire his story, may inspire her story. So it's not making it about me and focusing outward, knowing that I'm here for something bigger. I truly believe that. It's one thing to talk about it, but action is all that matters at the end of the day, it's the result. Very cool, so a lot of the stuff you've shared, you know, you're talking about coming from a place of, of your heart, right? So I wanna, I wanna ask you, there's obviously a lot of intuition and gut for you. So does that translate to having an actual conscious set of rules or maxims or guidelines that you live by that determine and help guide what you do? That's, that's a good question. I, I would say, for me personally, I, I w it would be relationships. Mm -hmm. um, relationships for me are currency. And what I've done over the last, I'd say, two years is invested 
and become very conscious of the people I spend time with okay. because they influence the way I show up, they influence the language, they influence how I communicate, what I think of myself, what I think of the world, and perception is everything. If I perceive that I'm going to be a millionaire or I'm going to be successful, then I will create that. Just my actions will follow that, right? If you are constantly put down and told that you're not enough and that, you know, you're, I mean, you know, maybe one day you'll be successful or, or you know, I don't yeah. think that you, you're a good looking person or it's just like this mm -hmm. dark cloud. And this can also be internal as well as external, right? Yes, but it starts from the environment. We're yeah, told yeah. this, it's that moment where you're in the mirror in the bathroom and your dad walks in and says, get out the mirror, you ugly, whatever, you fill in the blank, right? Yeah. And then for the rest of your life, that story gets reinforced and we, it crystallizes in our mind and we perceive ourselves as that mm -hmm. ugly fill in the blank. Yeah. And now we navigate that, we bring that into relationships, we bring that into work, we bring that into friendships. And it takes work to melt that crystal of I'm not enough, that I don't look good. Yeah. So that's the reframing. And every workshop, every book, every podcast that I read and listen to, it just chips off a little bit. And it's we're constantly under construction. Yeah. It's an ongoing process. It is ongoing. Yes. Honor so your flow. You, this is the yeah. big focus for your life is around fostering, building relationships. For sure. Yeah. It's relationships that have supported me. I've, I, I know that if I'm going through a hard time or I'm having a, a, a scarcity conversation when it comes to money, I know who to call. Yeah. If I'm having a relationship challenge, I know exactly who to call. If yeah. I'm having, you know, I, it's the relationship that I lean on. Mm -hmm. But if you don't invest in your relationships and you don't deepen, the relationships you can't lean on it because it won't be as strong and one of the big things there that you're doing is you're reaching out right yeah. and so i think this is a very important thing yes. to touch on very quickly is that huge so many of us guys we have this little mask this little ego yes. that says we need to do everything ourselves yeah. and we won't reach out and ask for help yeah. so for you it's clearly something you embrace now was this part of your own journey in terms of looking within and, and dealing with your story and that kind of stuff yeah it's asking for help is still still a big one for me. Yeah. Still, still, still a big one. I was just uh, talking to someone recently and talking about how I, for the first time in my life, hired an assistant mm -hmm. to support me in my projects and, and work. And it's been like this, I'm like shaking. Like, are they going to be able to handle it the way that I need them to handle it? Are they going to be able to complete it the way that I need them to complete it? Are they going to be, are they going to, and then control, 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 wanting to control things. I've got it too. I've got those things. Yeah. But what I've learned to do is shift, shift at every corner, at just learning that, okay, I get to allow this person to show up for me. Okay. And a lot of men are yeah. good at being unforgettable to everybody else. Oh, Mike, yeah, I'll come help you out, dude. I'll come help you move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you need some money? Hey, dude, $200, just give it to me when you get it. And they can give and give and give. But when it comes time to needing something or receiving something, mm -hmm. we don't know how to act. Or we don't know how to ask, or we don't know how to act, right? But here's what I learned, that by not receiving from you, I break the cycle of giving. And so if, I, if I'm breaking yeah. the cycle of giving, when I do go to give, I'm giving from a depleted place, right? Yeah. And not from a place of power. So am I really giving in, in the bigger scheme of things? I'm giving what I have left and not what I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you want to give and also receive so you continue that and that vicious cycle becomes a virtuous cycle and everybody wins. It's flow, it's learning to flow and, and allow. Yeah. And I think if I could go back and tell myself something, it, 10 years ago, five, even two years ago, I would tell myself, be more gentle with you. Be gentle with yourself. Mm 
Yeah. We're so hard, especially as men, we're so hard. Like things have to be a certain way. Things have to be perfect. I was talking to somebody recently and they said, if things aren't perfect, it's not working. It's not perfect, it's not right. I said, wow, so then nothing must be working in your yeah. life. <laughs> nothing like must be working. Wow, you know? Yeah. So it's, again, the perception. So that's a beautiful point. I, I'm aligned with it 100%. All right, so while we're on that, that topic of manhood, let's dive into that. It's something that I'm passionate about, I know you are, and it's something that here on the Beyond the Beers, we like to talk about, the, the, the topic of manhood and improving ourselves as men. So I want to ask you, what is it you think it is to be a man? What's your picture of what it is to be a man today? Man, such a beautiful question. I feel, I could talk about this for days. I can come <laughs> at this from so, <laughs> so many different angles. Um, give me your short. But I'll, be, I'll, give you, I'll give you the, uh, yeah, the elevator speech. What it means to be a man. There's being a man, then there's being good at being a man. Mm-hmm. Being good at being a man is the aggression. It's the, it's the, the show. Right? And being a man is embodiment. And so being a man, when you embody being a man, is three things for me. It's authenticity, mm-hmm. integrity, and maturity. That's what a man is. Someone who shows up authentically, who stands in integrity, and operates and acts with maturity in his life. That's it. And when we talk in the workshops with the mentor, mm-hmm. we say there's three things that every man aims towards. So A, authenticity, I, integrity, and M, maturity. And in short, that's what I would say. And do you find in those workshops that um, there's resonance with that? That boys can figure out what that means and then and, and create some kind of path towards that? For sure. We do this uh, exercise. We, we create a, a dyad, like a two big circles. Mm-hmm. And on one side, it's boyhood. And the second side is manhood. And we go through and say, okay, what's boyhood mean? Oh, toys, video games, um, picking your nose. And you know, they do all these things, right? And then we talk about what is a man, a wife, kid. Job. Um, uh, it means when, when you know when you make money, when you go on vacation, and all these things. And yeah. I say, okay, guys. So how do you go from boyhood to manhood? And I start laughing. Yeah, you know, when you have sex, yo, know, you know, when you have sex, you know, when you first, when you get your first. I, I don't really want to say. I can't say it. You know, they have a, you know the, that moment, that little yeah. funny moment with the kids. Maybe someone will say it. And then they will say it. And then they'll talk about having a gun, holding a gun for the first time. Mm-hmm. And they talk about having sex for the first time. And they talk about stabbing somebody for the first time and getting initiated and, 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 and doing that. And, and it's really disappointing mm-hmm. to hear the things that come up in that midsection there yeah. for these boys in these workshops. The, the pathway that they're talking about, yeah. And what they believe, their perception of what it means, you know? Mm-hmm. And where we go from there is we talk about, okay, what about a girl? You know, what about a girl? And it's the period, right? The girl, woman bleeds and she becomes a woman. So what is that? Is, is there that rite of passage from boyhood to manhood? And so what we do before we go there is we go through each of the different examples that they provided and we say, okay, you said to be a man, you have to have hair on your face. Come, come up here. Come, what is your name? Miguel. Okay, Miguel, you have a little piece of hair. Are you a man yet? No. Okay, sit down. Cross it off. Okay, Miguel, I'm going to give you, I'm going to hand you this gun. We have a little fake gun. We hand him the fake gun. Are you a man now? Nah, man, I guess not. Nah, no. Nah. Cross it off. We go through, we reframe everything in that midsection. And then we talk about aiming. We talk about authenticity, integrity, maturity, the characteristic traits of manhood nice. and not physicality because there are some men who are in their feminine energy, some men who are in their masculine energy. Some men are black, white, speak Islamic, they you know, study Islam. They, uh, it's different for everybody. Yeah. But everything you should, what a man should focus on 
of those three things. And that's really the conclusion of what we speak into the kids we work with. Very nice. Yeah, and if we can get to the boys, here's the thing. I, I work with men because I'm passionate about it, but it's not for them. It's for the women. Yeah. And that's like and the... Everyone, yeah. Think. And again, going back to what we started, a lot of the world's issues are from dysfunctional men. So these, these men were once boys, and they're going from being boys to big boys and not men. Yeah. And it's the dysfunction, it's the hiding, right? Not being able to share, not feeling safe mm -hmm. in their perceptions. It's the, the poor perception they have of themselves and of the yeah. world. And so we get to the young men, then they become empowered men who empower women. And with an empowered woman, anything in this world is possible. So right. it starts with our young men. If you don't have the safe space, create it. Yeah. Find someone and, and go to them and tell them, dude, I'm really going through something right now and I don't feel safe sharing this. And I want to just make a request that if I share this with you, can you be that safe haven for me? Be vulnerable. Yeah. That's powerful. And then chances are great that if you've been hanging out with him, that he has that same thing too. Mm -hmm. And then you deepen the relationship and you guys actually create a bond. And it's not just the bear that brings you together. It's the that's bond right. that brings you together. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's, that's what I would leave guys with. And I, one thing I want to say is going to Australia was a phenomenal experience. And I know you're Kiwi. But you live in Australia, and I get to experience both, fortunately enough. And going from New Zealand to Australia, as soon as I got off the plane in New Zealand, we went there first, mm -hmm. I can feel the hyper-masculine energy. It was like this big, overwhelming heartbeat of the city. You know, you just feel it, and even the men not being able to connect. I'd be interested in asking so you. Can you dive into that very quickly? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Just very briefly, it's yeah. hyper-masculine. For sure. For sure. Hyper, for me, if I were to put words to mm -hmm. it, was the inability to connect okay. completely. Yeah. Um, just very straight edge, very straightforward. Um, not able to truly see or be seen, not interested. It's, you feel this, the guard yeah, up. Guarded. This yeah. is yeah, very guarded. This is, this is the energy I feel from the men and some of the women, actually. There's a lot of warrior energy, as you know, yeah. culturally, in the city, but you can feel it. Yeah. In Australia, the same. Not as strong as New Zealand, but definitely very similar. Okay, so to wrap up, uh, the topic of conversations. That's why we're here, connecting and having conversations. So I want to ask you, what do you think is the bigger conversation that needs to be had, and are you having it? To, to, to create content, mm -hmm. community, and conversations around this to support men, breaking through the conversation, and living their legacy. Like, everyone gets to live their legacy. Mm -hmm. And I'm 28. I don't have to wait until I'm 82 yeah. to leave a legacy. I'm doing that now, you know? So I'll say at 82, for the last 60 years, I've been doing this work. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And everyone gets to do that. Yeah. And you know, between YouTube videos, between coaching, between the Elevated Man coaching program online, between one-on-one -on -one coaching, between working with you know, Connor Beaton and Man Talks and bringing that to LA, mm -hmm. these are all platforms for men to come join. I don't want there to be an excuse. Yeah. We, we, there's the Oprah's for the women, and there's Ellen DeGeneres's, and there's women camps, and Girl Scouts, and all this stuff for women, but I don't want men to have an excuse anymore. Yeah. I'm not calling them out, but I am calling them forward, cool. and saying that you have no more excuse. There's so many platforms now, there's yeah. so much access, so you no longer need to be attached to the story. You have an opportunity to change it, your life, change your story, and to show up as the powerful, vulnerable, authentic man that you we're meant to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Javon, thank you very much Appreciate for you coming on the man. show. Thank you for having me. Before you let me go, though, this is what I will say. I will say that I want to acknowledge you for stepping out on faith and for trusting yourself because I know what it takes to do this work. And I know how hard it can be sometimes 
to push through your own conversations in the process of serving people. So thank you for being willing to push beyond your own story, beyond your own limiting beliefs to do this work and to create platforms to share this type of content for people like myself and all the men that you'll touch as a result of doing this work. So I thank you. We thank you for this work, man. Thank I really you. appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Make sure to share this with at least one man who you think will enjoy or benefit from it. For those men who want to be part of conversations like this in person, click the link below and go to beyondthebeers.tv slash event to find out all the details and get your tickets for Beyond the Beers, the event, conversations and cool shit for men. That's happening in Sydney on Saturday, August 20th. There'll be a variety of conversations and cool shit to help you learn, share and grow and then start embracing more meaningful conversations in your own life. To learn more about Mike and how you can work with us, visit mikecampbell.com.au for loads of free content and information on how to become a better man and get more out of your life, including our half-day Solve Yourself workshop, laying the foundations for personal mastery. If you want to connect with or follow today's guests, we'll leave all the details in the show notes below. Otherwise, go out into your own life and start having the conversations that matter. Ask for help if you need it. Ask a mate how he's really doing or if he just wants to have a real conversation and go beyond the beers.